0: Hey there. Welcome to Tell Me More. I'm your host, Megan Spargo. Tell Me More is your place to find inspiration to access your inner wisdom, power to help you live an authentic life on purpose. We're going to cover concepts on personal development, mindfulness, woo, and so much more. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for
1: having me.
0: As a guest.
1: Yeah. I'm not used to so it. you sure. to just lurking in the background.
0: I know. You're not a <laughs> lurker today. The brother from the other mother, which I told you I would refer to you as on all podcasts herein <laughs> <laughs> forever. Forever. So, yeah, I think what I had in my notes was to kind of talk about what we've done, where we're at, and where we're headed and so you kind of asked me, I don't know, maybe early this summer, if I wanted to do a podcast. And I was like, I absolutely want to do a podcast because I'm a really good podcast consumer. And so I, I've heard at one point that, you know, when it comes to online stuff, you want to even out a little bit of your creation and consumer of stuff online. So I'm like, here we go. Let's try this. And so we were doing Tell Me More with just casting a super wide net of personal development. And the way I cast that net is I had this really cool network with my catalyst group in Nebraska, which is this cool program through, through the Sherwood foundation, which is one of Warren Buffett's children's foundation. I say children, they're grown.
1: Oh, he's grown he's like a hundred. so. <laughs> but, his children are probably like
0: yeah. our parents. So yeah. <laughs> 70. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's one of his daughter's foundation that actually covers everything from homelessness to all kinds of amazing things, but they have a rural catalyst because Nebraska is very rural and they select people um, throughout the state who select more people just to make them better humans, which that's kind of a really cool investment. And so they actually give them funding to um, kind of explore their passions, to make them cool people. And there's a whole like Facebook group where we can kind of get together and post. And I just put out a calling, like, does anybody want to be on my podcast? And that's been my guests for the most part so far have been um, those people. So Paul, you've heard, I think all of my um, guests so far, also my best friend.
1: Yeah. I think I've edited every minute of
0: you have edited every minute of it, so that's. Really you have cool.
1: one in your studio that I haven't, didn't have access to, but I don't think that was a full interview anyway.
0: Right, I need to set that up with Jenny. She's going to be really good, and then I had another call with a gal named Kara, so we're going to be talking about some more really cool divine feminine stuff coming up, and then we have one with like your energy meridian, so you get to like kind of go in that direction. But moving forward, as I told you, I wanted to change things up a little bit. So yeah, we're going to go with the coach's wife because throughout my life, I've had a lot of different careers and a lot of different interests, but the most consistent thing has been that I've been married to the same person for 17 years, but I've been with him for 20 and every fall we've had a football season. And he's either been a player, but for 17 of those, maybe 18, he's been a coach. So my most consistent thing has ever has been being a coach's wife. And I feel like I've picked up some good tips and tricks. and been able to, yeah, kind of create. It's really a lifestyle when your life revolves around athletics.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I know you and your family, you, you walk the walk. Like you said, on this last solo cast, uh, just the amount of sports going on in your house between all three girls and Mike and husband. I don't know if you want me to say Mike, whatever.
0: You can say Mike. It's cool. He said he Spargo, would come That's right. Podcast. He said that in the last episode. Spargo's coming on the podcast. So um, yeah, we'll do the coach's wife, talk about, and you'll get to know me a little bit more. So we've had these really interesting guests that um, do cool stuff. And now you're going to hear about regular Megan my sisters, my friends, and we'll still pepper in some of my really interesting people.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's a great move for the show. And I, I guess maybe you'd mentioned the, uh, I forget the name that you said, Warren Buffett's Children's uh, Foundation. I didn't know that's how you found people. That's really good. Sure cool. That's cool. It exists in yeah. the world. I think you may have yeah. mentioned it in passing with the guest. I think I was out of the mm-hmm. loop, so I wasn't quite sure what you meant. But that's uh, that's really interesting. And yeah. But in regards to the coach's wife, I think that I think it's going to be a great way to move forward. It's, uh, it it encompasses the whole you.
0: It really does. Yeah, um, yeah. I think like tell me more really kind of showed more of my outside interests and some like just as kind of a selfish way for me to talk to some really interesting people. But I, you know, I have that that network, so I tapped into it and I, I'll continue to do that because I think they'll add just a lot to you know, the podcast to what people listen to, just some more cool ways of thinking and some things like that. But yeah, being the coach's wife and kind of following my lifestyle, I think a lot of people can relate to whether their, you know, life revolves around athletics or not, because I think we're all into something. We're all just kind of living our lives daily, you know, aside from the podcast. I also have another job. I'm going to shout out to Kitchen Solvers of the (coughs) Cook. So you know, you need a new kid. We, we're
1: actually, you're, you're speaking to your target market. We're just several oh, yeah. hundred you're miles. Just, and-
0: you're a little outside of my territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably give you some useful tips on that too. But yeah, this will probably be more about, you know, relationships, um, marriage, relationships, relationships with your kids, because... We have definitely used sports as a vehicle to grow. And a lot of that has been through like really hard, yeah, just kind of really hard things. One of them, for instance, that I just think about this summer, when you have like, I think the lens of personal development, it kind of helps you have that awareness. Um, Our middle daughter, Abby, she's a really good athlete and she did some summer track so she tried, and we actually put her in the multi. So it was the, for her age group, she's, she was 13 at the time. She was doing, um, a pentathlon, pentathlon. She'd never like hurdled or, um, through the shot put, which are both events and, um, in there. And she went to the state meet and she crushed it. She just blew everybody away in points. Um, she's just such a good natural athlete. She was really fun to watch. And then her dad's a coach, so he was able to coach her. And that was kind of just a special way for them to bond together. And so we were getting ready to go to the regional meet, which was going to be Wisconsin, I think. And it was just like pulling teeth, getting her to practice or to try anything. And finally, I'm like, what's what's happening? She's like, I don't want to do it. I just want my summer back. I just want to be a kid. And so she was kind of dealing with that, but also like, I don't want to let my dad down. I don't want to let you down. I know I'm doing really good at this, but I know kind of following with what like feels right to her in her heart right now would let a lot of people down. And honestly, it was kind of a tough blow, a little bit to me just because I'm like, oh my gosh, I see your potential. I see how good you could do but kind of being able to at that point, like separate, like what are my dreams for her versus what are hers? And, you know, what is that point to which you want to push your kids to their full potential, but also not push them past because she is a really good athlete and I want her to love it. She's only 13 years old. And so then having that conversation with her dad, who was, who's hurt by it, um, because he's like, this is my time with her. This is my special thing. But Eventually, we all just kind of had those hard conversations with each other, and um, helped us really understand each other. And I, I thought it was kind of a massive growth point for our family, because I think hard conversations, the ability to master hard conversations, or be able to sit with that discomfort, is a skill that you can take through your life, and and just be a better human. It'll really help you excel in a lot of areas. Just sitting with discomfort, but sitting with that discomfort of having a hard conversation.
1: Yeah, it's that story, that particular story you just told, kind of encompasses. You know, you're kind of saying that the first, the handful of episodes are more, you know, self help and self discovery, whatever you want to call it, and they more in this direction mm-hmm. of athletics. But I think that's a great story. that showcases how athletics are, a, you know, more than they appear on the on the surface. You know, that, that's a very deep. Right. Uh, Story. Uh, You know, it cuts down to some emotional truths within the family. Uh, You know, everybody's uh, been at least on, you know, Abby's side of that story growing up, one way or another. And, you know, a lot of parents have probably been, you know, I'm earlier on in my parenting adventure uh, on the other end of it, being a little, that was my time. Right now, too much time.
0: (laughs) At some some point, yeah. 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 Well, it just encompasses. Yeah. It encompasses so many dynamics. I mean, your relational dynamics and Spargo and I, we, we went and got our uh, master's degrees after I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And um,
1: I, I still don't, I kind of do. Yeah. I'm 38, <laughs>
0: multi-passionate I'm getting person. This, yeah. 38. Yeah. 41 knocking on those forties, but you know, not, I, the, Mike's always had this very clear path that he's like, he's known he wanted to coach. And, you know, he's been able to follow kind of a line with that. And so he was able to even stick with his education and follow that direction. I got a degree in biology.
1: I did not. I did not know yeah, that.
0: Not as. Yeah. Knowing me, you think that's weird. And I think um, the school I went to, you know, with my background, I think I just wanted to have a lot of security. So everyone's like, oh, you should be a nurse. You can do that anywhere. They make a decent amount of money. And they didn't have like an RN program at my college, but they had a BSN. So I'm like, well, I'll just get my biology degree and then either do nursing or um, dietetics. But I actually didn't want to do any of that (laughs) (laughs) type of stuff. And so we moved to a small town, Nebraska, which was at Shatterin. And um, Mike was able to find a great graduate assistant job. And I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. So I did. um, It's an organizational management degree, but. We had so many anecdotal stories that we had to relate, you know, certain concepts we were learning. And for me and for him, I know it was just so easy to take all these concepts and relate them to our experience as college athletes or high school athletes. And I think it was because it was because of the dynamics. You have the dynamics between your teammates, you have the dynamics of your coach. And then just like I said, we're bringing in your parents and you know all of these expectations from other people, from yourself. Um, we're talking goal setting, the highs and lows of winning and losing, um, all of that. There's just so much wrapped up in that. And I think you could take really anything that somebody's interested in. Uh, Molly's probably... Not, I don't know. Jury's still out on like what she's going to be interested in, but she's you know very very artistic and she's the
1: definition actually. of a wild card.
0: Her, she's the <laughs> wild card. That if you guys have three kids, <laughs> I always say your third's a wild card. But if her thing is in athletics and it might be something like drama or singing, I think we can take some of these same concepts that we've you know really taken with athletics and and um, stamp them on. But whatever. she's actually
1: playing basketball this year, right? I think Aaron was. Yeah. Yeah,
0: She, yep. She plays basketball, um, quite a bit. She's in sixth grade. She doesn't love sports with a ball yet, but my kids besides Abigail, um, are kind of late bloomers. Even I wasn't, I didn't really find a lot of interest in those team sports because I I don't, I'm not a skilled person. I'm pretty athletic. So that's why I did really well at track.
1: Just get out there and run. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) I can run. I can run fast. Um, so, and she does well. They have her, um, elementary school track meets and she cleans house. She does well. So yeah. And then, you know, you have the whole sports af- aspect of it. And then right now I have a coach, I have a seventh grader, so middle school or junior high, and then a high schooler. And so three different teams running and then Molly's different team and yeah, according just the household management that has come with it. I'm still kind of finding my footing. I think we're two or three weeks into basketball season and I lost all semblance of like where I
1: was
0: (laughs) (laughs) so trying to get my footing and then we'll have Christmas break and then I'll have to do it all over again. But
1: that's interesting. I'd like to, and we don't have to get into it right now, uh, do a different episode on it. I I think I'd be interested in hearing, you know, I I have a rough understanding of your background in athletics, you and Mike, Mm -hmm. but I think it'd be interesting to do a deep dive sometime. Like like you said when you got into sports and, track and Mike also, and he he goes back decades for the two of you. And now, you know, your kids are all getting into it too. It'd be just, uh, you know, spitballing. I know I'm on the podcast right now, but I can't help myself, uh, to throw out ideas for other episodes, fill up that content calendar.
0: Let's go. I'm all for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of tell our story because, and I won't go into him, but he didn't start playing football really until his, um, freshman year. So ninth grade. And so that's, That's kind of, I don't know, that's not the traditional route that people take, especially now, you know, people are starting when they're really, really young. He's been involved because he's a third generation coach. I didn't know that. So he's always been running around. And so I know Clara, my oldest daughter, she just seems like a natural coach. And that's like the direction that she also wants to go. So she's kind of talked about being a fourth generation coach, which I think is, yeah, that's. That's the legacy that we're putting in place. Some people create millions of dollars. <laughs> we're just we're hopping on the coaching. Yeah, journey. but
1: I mean, really, you shouldn't get down on it too much. How many, like, no. how many kids? Right. I was when we were out staying with you guys with, when the boys were mm-hmm. little babies last summer. I think I went out with Mike and his coaches for a pregame dinner, and uh, I think it was yeah. the first time I'd been out with other adults and no babies in like a year or something. But I remember um, we were in there in the, the small restaurant in your town and one of the dads of one of the kids came in and mm-hmm. he was just, how do I say it, diplomatically, he wasn't the most pleasant uh, person. He was really, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have wanted him as my dad. He was really getting down on his kid. He's coaches and mm-hmm. to Mike, you know, what, I think we came back and Mike said, I just want to give that kid a hug now. It's, if mm-hmm. you look at it that way, yeah. he's uh, probably being a coach if he's not raking in the dough, he's probably being a positive influence. And who knows how many kids lives for 20 years, you know, how many kids
0: that's, yeah, we talk about that a lot as far as that, like being his purpose and, you know, with coaching, I think it's just like anything, you know, climbing some sort of a ladder and you have like status points and everybody wants to be, you know, of course, you know, if you're not going to the professional level, you want to be like division one or a big high school. And we're at a very, very small high school. We play eight man football and, you know, there's just, there might not be a lot of prestige in there. But one thing that he always says is you just make where you're at the show. And so if you ever come to one of the football games here, he's got a super fun walkout. He makes a highlight film before every single game. They have several different what are they called? Uniform choices that the boys get to pick. And he, he walks, he definitely walks that walk of making where we're at. It the is a show.
1: show. It was awesome yeah. when we went last year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a fun time. And hopefully all of those boys feel special. And I think those are the things they are going to remember after high school is what it felt like to walk out to that music and, and feel, a lot of those things, and um, he he works with those boys from seventh grade on because he we're at this small school, and so he has them. He coaches junior high and high school at the same time, and then he's in the weight room, so he gets them all the time. And he's a he's a very relational person. I think there's different you know personal personality types within any organization. And so I think you have the visionary, you have support people and you have relational. And he, I think, has two very big ones at visionary and relational um, to where he gets to go. So that's so many of our conversations as a couple are just about those relationships that he has with his, t- his team, but also the kids that he works with. So, yeah, that's that's what's in my ear. And that's why I'm the coach's wife is kind of hearing that and how much we use that in our parenting I think
1: kind of feeds back into that same thing of just uh, athletics. There's like a microcosm of a lot more, right. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I have seen some other um, some other podcast names of like it's not just a season. And I think it's there. There might be some subculture that that kind of explains that this is more than just a sport. It and how it, it really does cut through um, so many different layers of people's lives. Yeah. And th-
1: th- how many sports movies are there out there that are like deeply oh, emotional? And
0: They're so cool. That's right? one with Dentel Washington I've right.
1: seen in a long time.
0: Remember the Titans? <laughs> For probably like six or seven years, he watched Miracle about the, oh, right. the hockey team um, yeah. USA a hockey team before every single <laughs> football game.
1: <laughs> when I was playing football in high school, our we had this freaking raggedy old or defensive coordinator, Coach O, Coach O'Shaughness. And before uh every <laughs> season, like before the first game, he'd have the whole team over for like a barbecue It is, his And we would mm. just watch the battle scene from bat from Braveheart Sit up and they charge <laughs> across the field. That was the thing we would do every year. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I'm writing that down because Mike takes movie clips yeah. for all of his <laughs> highlight films. That's a, that's a great one. But they're yeah. starting to get a little redundant. So I'll tell him to take It's, a three, half, it's a three and a half. It's a three and
1: a half hour movie. He could find some clips in there to use. Battles, there you yeah. go.
0: <laughs> so the, the highlight films, um, his family gets special privileges, but for the most part, it's just for him and his team to watch. So he even kind of creates a little bit of exclusivity to some of that I didn't I didn't know that I was going to talk quite so much about him so he I'm not we're not this isn't, he's not this isn't the mic show thing, yeah. I don't think <laughs> the mic <Mike> show <laughs> but yeah that I guess it, it encompasses being that coach's wife and how oh man during football season I kind of hold yeah, down the fort. Definitely. you know I'm more than usual and for another podcast like usually around December I'm like okay It's like my turn. So I kind of use it as leverage a little bit to get what I want. (laughs) And so there's been some funny, some things that have just turned out very strange (laughs) (laughs) that we'll have to go in there. But yeah, man, it's, um, I think that's, I've kind of almost discovered my purpose in this whole like balancing act, um, from adopting this way of life, uh, which has been kind of, been kind of fun.
1: So with the kind of left turn of the podcast, branding it as the judge's yeah. wife,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know you're going to have some of the same kind of guests that you've had on, but you know, you're going in this new direction. Sure. Who else? What other kind of people are you going to try and bring on?
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to bring in like people who've known me a long time and have kind of had a peek behind the curtain especially like my local friends here, because I think part of the coach's wife, and we're going to call it the coach's wife 308, because we're in Western Nebraska, which is kind of the other part of Nebraska. We're a long way from the only other towns that people know about Nebraska, which are Lincoln and Omaha. I'm actually on the other side of the state. And so we're, we're a lot more rural. And so um, along with our lifestyle being surrounded by athletics, we're, I want to say we're country folk, but we are. I mean, the we drive. We're not. We're not going a half an hour for a game. We're probably going two hours for a game. And you know, when you come to these like small town basketball games, we have the most amazing things. They're called soup suppers because there's not a whole lot of restaurants for people to go. And it's late at night. It's during dinner time. So all of these local organizations, whether they're churches or lion's club or whatever, they take turns and they sign up to like bring potato bars or soups or whatever, um, to feed all the people from both towns, it's from cool. both sides. Yeah. And so you're sitting with, you know, all age groups, just random people breaking bread with each other. And I find that to be kind of a special thing about living where we do um, kind of breaking off from what you're asking me, who am I going to have? I'm going to have some of my local friends who had some eaten soup with beside me or that we've just hung out a lot together. I want to bring in my brothers and sisters. I got my brother-in-law right here and then some other close friends and just kind of talk about even some of our weird traditions. So last Sunday, my friend Renee, who was on like the second really episode that we had about mindfulness Every winter holiday, I say winter holiday, it's around Christmas time, we drink some variation of a white Russian, listen to Christmas music, and decorate our house. So that's just (laughs) a fun thing that we do. And then this year, she's being a little bit more healthy. And so um, we made our white... We didn't call our Caucasians, if you've ever watched the Bukowski. But we used coconut milk, and we switched some of the... (laughs) <laughs> Some of the ingredients around. So um, another thing about me that I didn't really bring into my other one because I talk a lot about health, but I also really love craft cocktails.
1: What would you what would you call the definition of a craft cocktail? Because I've heard that term more and more lately, and I'm not exactly sure what it means. Does it mean non Does it mean non alcoholic?
0: It does not mean non alcoholic. It just means. It's a legit I mean I might have some sober curious ones coming up because I I go that direction sometime, but mostly we're um we're just really it's very well put together. We're balancing all of the flavors. I say we, Spargo makes them all the time. He'll like put some egg whites in there. There's usually an herb or Sweet and sour mix of some sorts. I like gin, but we ran out of gin and just had, had some bourbon lately. And I don't hate that. So um, I'm going to start posting some We, we had a really
1: good one we were doing maybe a year ago, Erin and I. They're a uh, blackberry gin fizz.
0: Oh, yeah. I love a gin fizz. Blackberries yep. and basil.
1: And then, yeah, the gin. And...
0: I don't know what it is with those herbs, but it definitely... It just makes me feel kind of fancy, <laughs> <Definitely>. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and we we can grow herbs, I guess, in our backyard. I usually, if I don't have something, I can go next door to Donna's house and grab some basil and, yeah, put something together. But December, the month of December, my craft cocktail that I'll probably post at some point will be our special, healthy, Caucasian or white Russian, but since we use coconut milk, I was kind of tempted to go kind of a Samoan Island of some sort. Palm tree. Yeah. But they're pretty tasty. So, and I only, you know, you drink one or two and then you're feeling pretty mm-hmm. good. So <laughs> that's, that's who I'm kind of bringing on. And then I do have, you know, my, I have interesting friends. I think I'm really blessed to have some really cool.
1: It's a colorful little town. Every time we're there, it's uh for me, to, I mean, I live in woods some people people live in a city we call it where I live a small town and your kids call our town the city when they come here i recall last year so it, yeah. it is a yep. it is a small how many people are in bankelman
0: i think we probably have around 750 people and not people.
1: many in the outlying areas cuz big farms really
0: it's a yeah big agriculture people and it's really strange because i remember when we were moving here it's when i like i tell the story and people really like it cuz aaron and i you're that's you're your wild really? if you didn't
1: <laughs> know that. <laughs> oh, that, that Aaron we grew right. up.
0: That Aaron, yes. Yeah. So when we were little, we lived in a small town, honestly, like 70 miles away. Oh, we played in Hayes them Center. In Hayes Center, yeah. So it's, it's wild. And even, you know, Mike's from California. We lived in Hayes Center. And then after that, I was in fifth grade and I did sixth grade back in my hometown in Wyoming. And we just kind of grew up and then I went to college in North Dakota and Mike, he comes from Southern California, transferred to Dickinson, North Dakota in January.
1: (laughs) Mike, dude, (laughs) I mean, it worked out, but still
0: in the moment, in the moment, it seems like a
1: questionable choice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: it was a weird choice. And so, you know, we we spent a few years there and, um, you know, met got engaged, all the fun things. And we're just kind of trying to plan our life at that point. And I think I was planning on going to Montana state and Bozeman to get my master's in dietetics. And then he wanted to go back and coach with his dad. And we were going to get married. Oh, about six months after we graduated in December. And I ended up going back to California with him because it's California, it's warm, it's nice. And so we stayed there for a few months and we lived with his parents. And then we started to kind of form an idea of a path that we wanted to do. And so we were gonna move to Colorado and then get our go get a master's degrees at um, UNC to, um, in Greeley where my sister had gone. And so we were there making plans. We met with professors for a few months. And then we were on a walk and he's like, I just want to be a coach. He just knew that's what he wanted to be. And there was a couple different options for us. We could either go to Mankato, Minnesota, or Shatter, Nebraska. And I definitely wanted to go to Mankato.
1: Really? For
0: some reason, like I lived in North Dakota and I really enjoyed it. I hate winter, but what I've noticed is like those winter states, they know how to do winter. They were the funnest like states to be in. But he had to be in Mankato June like 27th, and we got married June 24th. And so there was just really no way for us to do that. And so we ended up going to Shatterin, which to me was weird because I'm like, man, I already lived in Nebraska. It was really weird. And so we went to Shatterin, then he uh, moved down and coached high school for a little bit in an Alliance, and he was ready to make a change and new a teacher here in Dundee County or he was a principal and it's like, I want to work for that guy. He's like, do you know where Bankelman is? I'm like, I know where Bankelman is. We're not moving there. (laughs) There's absolutely no way we're moving there. And eight years later, here we are, which is probably one of the longest times I've places I lived anywhere. But what the weird thing that happened is I really fell in love with this lifestyle. I fell in love with like living in a small town. Turns out like it's fun, my circle of connection is so much wider. I My friend can call me on a Wednesday and ask what I'm doing. And she's, I'll say watching TV. And she says, come over and hang out on my patio. And, you know, it's I found it to be very fulfilling. Yeah,
1: it's really nice there. It's, you know, most of the people listening probably or, you know, in larger, most areas can't just, you know, open their dog open their door and let their dog Elle just, okay, go play somewhere. If she wants too far, people just yeah. call me, hey, Elle's over here.
0: Elle's over here. You know, like little <laughs> things like
1: that. It's, uh, it's a charming, charming town every time.
0: It is a charming town. Everybody knows my dog. She is interrupted, many a football track, <laughs> and even a basketball How track. did she do that? She's It was kind of a warm day in December, I think. And Claire and I were on a walk and we live like, I don't know, a block away from the track and the school. And for Elle to even make it that far, she doesn't love exercise, was kind of amazing. And so she kind of like piddled around the track and Claire and I were walking and pretty soon we're like, where's Elle? And so we look down and we happened to look down right at the time where Mike, who was coaching at the time, is like outside the door. So it was hot out. So they opened the door to the gym and Elle just popped (laughs) her head in. She heard music. She heard kids like, hey, what's happening (laughs) in here? Hey, guys. And of course, everybody. And the coach sees his
1: dog wander onto the court. (laughs)
0: Like, what's my dog doing in here? And then Clara's phone blows up with all of her like classmates like, You're going to basketball practice.
1: <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, you know, I feel like Elle gets a bad rap sometimes. She is she's the she odd just, one out in your family. You have this family of uh, super athletes or you know, at least involved in athletics. There's Elle. Poor Elle. <laughs> I have a picture on my
0: Pearl, she loves taking I have a picture sex. on my
1: phone from a few years ago on Christmas. There
0: she is.
1: Uh, when we were up in Montana, where <laughs> we did that little little loop, maybe quarter mile loop walk, yeah. she just done. And I, picture of you just bear yeah. hugging her and walking her back oh my back my
0: She's she's not a light no. dog.
1: <laughs> she's she's not a lap dog.
0: <laughs> I don't think, I don't think she's supposed to be eighty pounds, but she is. She's. <laughs> So since Aaron and I, another funny thing about me and Aaron, we went to our um, mind, body, spirit expo and we talked with the psychics. (laughs) We had the reading on L. That's right. Because I wanted to know, I wanted to know what's happening with my dog. And she's like, is your dog really old? And I'm like, no, she's like five. She's like, oh, she's in pain. She's really inflamed. She's got a whole bunch of food allergies, which I knew, I guess. But she seems to have like this iron stomach. So since then, she's been on a diet of vegetables and meat and bone broth that I make wow. on my stove.
1: How's that treating her? Are you seeing any difference? behavior? Not really. Maybe it takes a while. No,
0: maybe. I thought maybe like after a week and it's, it's been, it's almost been eight weeks. Um, I hope she's feeling better. I'm going to have to check back in with Lori. Actually, I do want to have Lori. Who's Lori? She's the psychic that told us about it. She said she would come on my podcast when I asked her in my mind.
1: That's, okay. That's freaky. That's too much. Aaron's, Aaron's and really into all that knew. stuff. As are you. I don't like yeah. going too close to that realm. I think I'm more sensitive to it than Aaron is. I was like, anything to do with Maybe. any ghosts or anything. I just, I don't know if they exist or don't, <laughs> I don't want to mess with it. And she's like,
0: oh, that's okay. talk to all
1: of them and bring them around. I want, yeah,
0: I want to talk yes. to them all. I don't want to talk to them. No, all.
1: no. Mostly yeah, just yeah, my mom. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah. A few, there's a few people. She, there's, a few, there's a few ghosts that you would talk to <laughs> yeah, my grandpa my grandparents yeah. Um, yeah that's funny my grandparents my grandma used to pop in a whole bunch but I think um you know when it's your mom you want to talk to your mom but uh, I'll, I'll let a few more in next time I suppose are funny things that that we do oh mind body spirit expo but Lori she nailed every single person in my family like like that is exactly who they are. She was, she was good. Yeah. So again, pretty wide podcast. Oh, I think the one thing I was going to talk about was I of just the reality of like capacity. And I think like what I had wanted to do, um, you know, have a weekly podcast and have it be really organized. And I even talked about it a few times is, your goals or like what you achieve in life or even in the short term has less to do with how good you are at something, but how much capacity you have. And so um, this was a really good exercise to see like how much capacity I had. And it turns out in this cycle of athletics, it changes. Football is a once a week um, endeavor. Sometimes we're home, sometimes we're not. And basketball can be Um, five games in seven days. Wow. That much? That was a while. I mean, that was a big one. That was a big week, but I I forget it's
1: multiple teams. I was thinking
0: that was actually just Clara. That was just Clara. Yeah. And I didn't even, I didn't go to all of Mike's games. So um, yeah, we threw Abigail in there. I think she had a couple more games that week and so we're kind of splitting, but yeah, the capacity kind of um, threw me off. And also like, this is just such a short period in my life that I want to really embrace it. And so um, it's, this podcast has been good to like market, like, okay, where are we at? And what do I actually have the capacity for? But it also is like showing me like, where do I want to grow my capacity? Kind of taking an inventory of my life, you know, with Carrie Long, she talks so much about deliberateness. And that is one thing I am 100% going to take in to my life right now, because this is fairly consuming, and I'm choosing it. And so what are some things that I'm not choosing? And I've noticed, I used to be really involved in my community, my job in in and of itself was very community oriented. And um, just with this particular period of time in my life, I've noticed that like my interest in, in that area has kind of dwindled down. And it's not that I don't think it's important at all, because that's not that's not the truth of it at all, but I don't have the capacity for that at this point in my life. And so I have stepped down from several board positions and things that I used to be highly involved in that I, I do think I'll go back to at some point. But kind of starting, which I think is a good practice going into the new year of seeing like where you're at and where you want to be, what's, what's working and what are some things that you're, you're willing to let go of or ready to let go of. And so those are going to be some of my thoughts here, I think for the next um, coming weeks. How about you? Do you do any end of the year, beginning of the year? You
1: know, I have in the past, I had a really great exercise I did uh, two or three years back, which I should probably do again. I had not given it much thought and honestly, your sister's been a big influence on me in that way because I used to, I used to just, um, yeah, no. What's what's the difference? It's December, 9th, right? Years, yeah, but um, yeah. that was kind of my attitude. Mm-hmm. But since you know, launching my own business, going out on my own, and everything, it is you know, first of all, it's a reality. You want your yearly, quarterly goals and everything like that, but also just for your everything, your personal life, everything. So I had a uh, this great exercise by. This lady named Steph Crowder. She was, she worked for a company called Fizzle, which is actually no more. The owner, uh, Corbett Barr, he sold it to a bigger company. It had a bunch of courses. It was a great platform. It was a bunch of courses building your business and did a weekly call. Anyway, she had this great course, which I'm now realizing in real time. I don't know if I'll be able to access since that company sold. It's more <laughs> like, um, it's a maybe hour or two exercise. Um, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but you go through and it's, you know, how do you want to feel? What would make you feel yeah. like you're moving in the right direction? And, you know, practical too, you know, how do you want to feel with your finances? How do you want to feel with your
0: mm-hmm. friendships,
1: your family, your partner, yeah. um, all this stuff? And it was really great. I haven't thought about it. That was a good question because I haven't thought about it in a long time. So that was great. That's the extent of what I've done for yearly kind of planning before. Yeah. But yeah, I, I should try and look that up too. And if I can, if I can find it, it might be gone since that company kind of went away. Uh, but if I can find it, I'll yeah. link to it also because it was a great, it was a great resource.
0: Right. No, I think that's really good. So um, one thing that I picked up from, I think it was actually a sports podcast. It was two um, coaches. I I'll have to remember what it is and then um, shout it out on this podcast. It's a father and son coaching duo, and what they say is you know, live with intention rather than by default. And that's something like, I think you can apply that to athletics, but definitely to your life. And so moving forward, where a place that I'd like to take this podcast is really talking more about that um, and putting in some practices and tips on living your life with intention rather than defaults and kind of coming up with some of those exercises and actually with Aaron, with her coming on, that's kind of what we want to talk about is like, what are we working on personally to um, yeah. Kind of become better people.
1: Yeah. I think, to, I think you should, I think I know the holidays are coming up and I believe you're headed to Montana to see the. Yeah. Uh, Joni and them. Your dad. Yep. But mm-hmm. you should, you should hop on with Aaron soon. Cause she is a, okay. when it, what you're just saying. She is personally in a big growth mode right now. She's, getting a lot of things into gear in her life. So
0: I'm yeah, sure there'd be no. some good stuff
1: to talk about. Well,
0: Oh, there would be for sure. I think you guys always um, have good
1: stuff to talk about. but We do. Yeah.
0: Every time we'll, all of our phone calls are really, are really Yeah, might as well air it to the one. It might
1: not be that, uh, that intimate as your phone calls is what you want to put out in the world. Maybe, <laughs> who knows?
0: I always say that, but I, I have a hard time filtering. <laughs> <laughs> so I think people really kind of with a lot of these podcasts, you, you get me, but I think when I do talk to my sisters, you'll find even a deeper layer of that vulnerability and who I really am. So it will be kind of fun to go in that direction, but I think there's a lot of power in a good way, not weird power. (laughs) Um, You know, just a a lot of impact that that can make when people can see, see your authenticity and where you truly at and maybe be able to relate themselves to that particular place. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is <laughs> this is what we have coming with the coach's wife. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. It really was kind of an intuitive hit that I'm like, hmm, I think this is who we are, who I am, and um, to be able to put that on a podcast.
1: I think it's working out great. I, I've told Aaron this, and I'm not just saying it to fluff your ego. But, you know, I work with multiple. I think I'm producing four or five podcasts for clients now you're, you're, that's exciting. Like, you are, you're very oh, you. like, you're, you're very engaging. Like you're up. I don't have to coach you through anything. Um, so I think if you're going to be put, putting content out in the world, obviously I run a podcasting company, obviously if that's what you're into, uh, it's your strong suit, you know, well, you go start you. a blog. I mean, you can start a blog if you want to, but, um, you're a great, you're a great communicator. Um,
0: talking oh. about this, so yeah. I have five planets in Mercury, but <laughs> I...
1: <laughs> just... my eyes just glazed over. I don't know what that means, but...
0: Your eyes glazed over. You know, to that point, I um, consume podcasts so much because I'm an auditory person. And so um, that I learn a lot that way. I know people made you know, done really well with blogs. And I'll go to Pinterest and I'll find like a recipe that I want. And I'm like, jump to recipe. I don't have time oh, I get, <laughs> to read through. I get furious if there's that. no jump to recipe yeah. button. Oh, I go crazy. Uh, yeah. So, and even with video, I, I don't have time to watch it. Because usually when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm doing my dishes or I'm doing something else. And for some reason, as I'm doing like another activity, I feel like it, some people say it doesn't. But I think it really sinks into my brain on a completely different mm-hmm. Um, level, so I think so. It's the yeah. the best way that I learn, and so I think it's the the medium of my choice. Yeah, for sure. So
1: there you go. That's my attempt to keep you as a client for when this turns into
0: well, like, so Joe far, Rogan
1: experience and uh, yeah, million dollars <laughs> an episode or so. That's our target.
0: Yeah, well, I don't have a lot of producers knocking at my door so <laughs> For now, <laughs> well, thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having and me. And we should we should
1: do it again. Also, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So today's, I would like that today's episodes brought to, brought to you by Made to Order Audio. Made to order
1: audio. .com.
0: dot com com. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, look it up, everybody. Well, you have a great rest of the day. Yeah, you too. And we'll be talking to each other soon. All right. <laughs> Take care, Paul. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.